Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital devotional book that I've written, where you can find my other media, and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now here's today's episode. I'm in a series on understanding narcissism. So the first episode looked at the nine characteristics of a narcissistic individual or culture. We looked at religious narcissism, how it shows up in uh, religious organizations, and we looked at narcissism in the workplace. So this is part three of what causes narcissism. So the first part, I looked at the two styles of narcissism. Then last week, I looked at the overlap between personality and spiritual factors. And then today, uh, this is the third part in what causes narcissism. And I'm going to look at spiritual and larger cultural factors that contribute to narcissism in an individual, in a culture, in a larger like nation. So that's what I'm going to tackle today. So first, I want to start off with the work of David Gutman. David Gutman is a psychiatrist. I'm not sure if he's still alive, but I read his book um, called Reclaimed Powers. It was published in 1987. So this is what he wrote back then about situations in culture that cause narcissism. And let me just mention first that the three systems that hold people together and culture together are family, neighborhoods, and church. Those have been the systems that have been understood to hold people together and cultures together. So what he says is as a culture breaks down, what happens is there's less regulation of selfishness. It's these institutions of family, neighborhoods, church, where there's like appropriate levels of guilt that keep us from doing uh, reckless and selfish things, that those are appropriate boundaries that help individuals make good choices. So as those institutions break down, there's more selfishness, there's less protection and care for children, for elders, for the weak, there's more abuses. This is again, Dr. David Gutman. He's not a Christian. He's a secular psychiatrist. Also, as culture, as these systems and culture break down, 
then there's way more individualism, less willingness to sacrifice for the good of other people. So again, this imbalance between uh, self and family or neighborhood or nation. It's self, self, self. That's narcissism. And also he says, as these institutions break down, then there is a breakdown of the clear roles of men and women, mothers and fathers. Way more identity problems for people because everything gets blurred. And then there's a tremendous amount of unmet dependency needs when the needs that family, that neighborhoods, that church used to meet as these uh, deconstruct, then there's all these unmet dependency needs. So what happens when people's legitimate dependency needs aren't met? You have more cults, you have more addictions, you have more isolation, and probably he would say you get more aggression too. So in a healthy society, we connect with other people based on shared values. The more that a, a culture becomes unhealthy, dysfunctional, narcissistic, then connections are based on what you can do for me. And the some other things he says, he calls it deculturation, is that power in a healthy society is assigned, you have it through your age, through your wisdom. So there's respect for age, there's respect for wisdom. But as a culture unravels, then each person defines their own value system and power becomes economic, who has the most money, or some kind of political power. So there's a, a total upending of the things that are healthy that keep us in appropriate boundaries so that we make good choices. Again, all of this is in balance, that there's respect for the individual, but there's also a sense of responsibility to other people in a healthy way. This is what he wrote in 1987. So you can see where we are now. I mean, this has just continued to unravel. So we understand that as cultures become more narcissistic, individuals become more narcissistic, institutions become more controlling. We looked at, at that um, in the nine characteristics in recognizing narcissism. So what happens to individuals is there's a lot more pressure to develop a healthier balance, a healthy sense of self. It's a tremendous challenge because there's there's not much that's helping glue you together. And this is where I believe that your faith in Jesus Christ can make a tremendous difference because it says in Ephesians 3.16 that he strengthens us at the core of our being. So I've mentioned throughout these episodes that the three things that can help protect you from narcissistic institutions or narcissistic cultures or um, religious narcissism is a strong sense of self, firm boundaries, and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. So 
Uh, Bob Dylan wrote a song, I think it was back in the 80s, you got to serve somebody. So if we're not serving God, if the culture is encouraging that you do whatever you want, you do what makes you feel good, you have the right to define what's right and wrong. The rules probably don't apply to you if you don't agree with them. So we're going to worship self. We're going to worship uh, an ideology that helps glue us together, help us feel connected to other people because we need that connection. And the normal, healthy institutions are not, they're not helping people anymore. They're falling apart. There are some that work well, but overall, people move. There's lots of change. There's more and more pressure to conform to where the culture is going and punitive responses if you don't do what the culture is demanding. So it's harder and harder for people to find their bearings and then kind of be centered in them. So let me read to you from 1 John chapter 2. And right now, I, I think today I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation and see how this sounds to you. This is what the Bible cautions us about. First John was written by the Apostle John, and he's very gentle, very fatherly. This is First John chapter 2, verse 15 in the Passion Translation. Don't set the affections of your heart on this world or in loving the things of the world, like the world system. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. For all that the world can offer us, the gratification of our flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance, power. None of these things come from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires are in the process of passing away, but those who love to do the will of God live forever. So there's a caution in 1 John chapter 2 that the world system will pull you away from the principles of God. And so it's important to discern what the word of God teaches and what the culture is pressuring you to become. You can find this also in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Again, this is from the Passion. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So we get the challenge of how do we live in the culture, as Jesus said, to be in the world and not of it? How do we operate in a meaningful way in a culture that has become very narcissistic and very unhealthy? The more unhealthy, dysfunctional a society is, the more dysfunctional the institutions, the families, and the individuals will be. 
So as I said, as we sink our roots in deeper and deeper to the Lord Jesus Christ, as we spend time reading his word, as we spend time in his presence, letting him speak to us, letting him encourage us, then the more and more that we will be able to stay whole, to move towards wholeness, and to be able to withstand the pressures, the stresses, the rejection sometimes of the larger culture. So some other thoughts about how we are defined. If people don't know the Lord, it's going to be very hard for them not to be defined by the trends in the culture. And we can be defined by pain that we've been through, by the trends in the culture. You know, it's kind of comical when we look at things in fashion, you know, how we dressed in high school or at at different eras, the hairstyles, the way that the jeans or the dresses were styled. We can laugh about that. But the trends in the culture not only affect what you wear, they shift your personality in a particular direction. So the Lord wants us to be authentic, to be free emotionally, to be free spiritually, and not pressed into ways of thinking, ways of behaving that take us farther and farther from our authentic self. And if we are just seeking what's comfortable, because We can be driven by pain, but we can also be driven by ways that we think are going to help us escape pain, addictions or uh, reckless behavior or trying things that um, aren't good for us, but we think it's going to help us get out of pain. That ideally we want our roots to be deep enough in the Lord that we can hang on, enter into his peace get the strategies we need as we rest in his presence and as we read the word. So this is a challenge in this day and age because the culture is very narcissistic. And so it becomes more and more important and valuable to learn how to draw our strength from the Lord, to be defined by who he says that we are and that He helps us find that balance of being free in Jesus Christ, being free to be who he created us to be, and also be free to overcome that whatever our natural tendencies towards sin or towards um, kind of emotional challenges or relational challenges, because we all have them, the more that we are empowered to move forward, no matter what's happening around us. So I want to read to you again from the book of 1 John. This is chapter 5. I'm going to read in verse 3 and forward. True love for God means obeying his commands. And his commands don't weigh us down as heavy burdens because they're for our good. You see, every child of God overcomes the world for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world, the world pressures and system. So who are the world conquerors defeating its power? Those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. So we have power 
to overcome, to move forward, no matter what life throws at us, no matter what's happening in the culture, that we don't lose ourselves in the pressure. So I want to pray for us in these areas of the sense of self, firm boundaries, and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit based on these scriptures that I've shared with you today. So Lord, I thank you that you are the one who enables us to overcome any of the pressures in the world, any of the things that we've been through, that you strengthen us. And I ask you for the listeners today and myself, according to Ephesians 3.16, to be strengthened with power in our innermost being, that we can walk in the fullness of what you purchased for us on the cross, that we can have appropriate boundaries where we can interact in the world in a relevant way and still hold on to our values, that we can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, intentional in how we read your word, and how we make decisions about what's good, what's right, what's necessary, and what is a waste of our time. And that we would be able to draw close to you for what we need to access your power and your peace. And that we would have greater love for other people, even those who don't agree with us, even those who might want to take advantage of us, that we could firmly walk in the truth of who you have created us to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So this was Life Without Baggage. I'm Dr. Tony Cooper. Thanks for listening. If this helped you, think about sharing it with a friend and please send me your questions, send me your comments so I can know how to prepare in a way that will meet your needs and help you continue to have a life without baggage. So thanks for listening. God bless you.